0: Sabrina Fulton, who, of course, Trayvon Martin's mother, is running for office in Florida. Matthew Johnson finally speaking out about why he left the Lakers and how a GM betrayed him. And American Airlines has a cool thing you can do with their app. And this is no, not a sponsorship. Just popped up in the news feed and we put it out there and you liked it. And you like the other stories, too. Not quite as much to be top 10 material. They were close. But not quite there. So, what stories are in the top ten for this week? We'll tell you in mere moments from this is a conversation and the wrap up show with me, Jay Clifton Payne. This is for the week ending May the twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. And welcome to the show. My name, as I already stated, is Jay Cliff and Payne, and the show, as previously stated, is called. The Wrap-Up Show. This is a wrap-up show brought to you by this is the conversation.com. at this is the conversation.com and The Conversation Project. We offer you a chance to respond to more conversations, more news stories, more things people are actually talking about than what's going on as the breaking news. We know the breaking news is things that keep people watching the news, but we also know that viewership on the news is not as high as you are led to believe. And there are a lot more other stories out there, and a lot of times you can't really get to them. We offer your way to get a hold of them, or at least digitally get a hold of them. What we do is every 50 minutes on our social media channels attached to The Conversation Project, we launch to you a link to a news site with a story. That's Maybe it's popping, maybe it's new, maybe it's slightly fading out, but it's something that's still in the realm of conversation, still kind of in the trending range, and it's not just weird things that pop up in my news feed, because I check out a lot of weird things. You get a chance to tell me which ones are more conversational, which ones are more likely to be something you would talk about, and which ones you care about, by just responding to the stories in the links. Like them, love them, hate them, share them, reply to them, do what you need to do to interact on Twitter and Facebook, and the more interactions they get, the higher the score they get, the higher they reach in the countdown this week. This week, we had a lower number, and next week we'll probably have a lower number as well, because a lot of crazy things going on in the world of Jay Cleveland and the conversation. Only 194 different distinct stories posted this week, That's still plenty of stories for you to choose from. In fact, it's more like a banner crop as we're on this wild Twitter Rampage! all the Twitter response we're getting on this one. So if you want to respond by using Twitter, TH underscore conversation is our handle. On Facebook, look for This Is The Conversation altogether. And, of course, make sure we're set as a default in your feed so we can actually be seen in your feed. And as we say, like, love, hate, share, reply, and engage with them as best as possible. And that way, we get a chance to count your vote. We're also on Instagram at This Is The Conversation. Can't really vote on that one. And, of course, our main website, ThisIsTheConversation.com. And on with the actual countdown this week for the week ending May the 25th, 2019, starting off with the story in the ten spot this week, and the headline is this, Chance the Rapper offers groceries for a year in exchange for bumping his new song, posted on Sunday, May the 19th, and so we got this off uprox, uprox.com, and we're going to read you a few lines from this one, and see if you get a chance to get in on this grocery thing. Social media challenges are all the rage these days as artists seek more creative ways to promote their fans' engagement with their new music. But as artists catch on, they've begun to find even more ways to promote engagement, like offering prizes for their favorite participants. City Girls used the approach to powerful effect for their twerk video, and now even Chance the Rapper is jumping on the bandwagon with his new Obum, O-W-B-U-M, on the way. Chance, who originally teased the new single, Groceries, via Tiss Korean as a jubilant dance video ahead of the Friday release, issued his own groceries challenge on social media, offering to pay fans actual groceries for the next year. Quote, I would like to pay for your groceries for the next year, he tweeted. I'm picking the 10 best dance videos posted with groceries and paying for their groceries through next summer. Extra points if you do it with your parents' friends. Extra Extra points if you do it at work school. It didn't take long for the submissions to begin pouring in, providing exactly how effective the fan challenge method had to come in the wake of Drake's In My Feelings. So, maybe you jumped in on this groceries with a little, oh, big, everything else, and got yourself in on this deal. So, the big thing is, do your thing, get on your Instagram, do your groceries dance, and maybe Chance the Rapper might pay off your groceries. Can't give any guarantees, but it's a fun way to get involved with some people's favorite rapper. I'm still stuck on Kumo D and KRS-One because I'm an old guy like that. But if you're into the new stuff, Chance Rapper may be your big deal. Album is coming out in July, and maybe get on this new track, Groceries, and get some groceries just for your hard work and effort. We've actually been lacking things along the Trump lines, which is interesting, but this is one thing that popped up, and it was a fairly long um, sort of meme theme for the mainstream media because... It is what it is, but we have one Trump story, directly Trump story, and it's um, Trump doing something, doing something that you would expect from him, but you may come back to bite him in the butt when things are all said and done. Here's the headline for the story in the number nine section. Donald Trump criticizes Fox News for Pete Buttigieg, Town Hall, and any coverage of Democrat candidates. This story was posted on Monday, May the 20th, it gets a bump of response, or it was more responsive to and more responded by than the 10 story by 1.82%. We pulled this one from USA Today, and as I said, this became a pretty big deal on the cable news stations as they need things to talk about all day. And talking about Donald Trump talking about his station, which is supposed to be a news station, is a big deal. A few lines from the actual headline or the actual article that we pulled. President Donald Trump again criticized Fox News for covering 2020 Democratic presidential candidates on Sunday, hours before a town hall with Pete Buttigieg. His description of the hour-long interview as wasted airtime, that's a quote, followed by a complaint last month that it was, quote, so weird to watch Crazy Bernie, unquote, on the network. Here's more from Mr. Trump. Fox is moving more and more to the losing, wrong side of the covering of Dems. They got dumped from the Democratic boring debates, and they just want in. They forgot the people who got them here. The Democratic National Committee in March announced Fox News was barred from hosting 2020 de- Democratic debate for the primaries. While incorrectly spelling the name of longtime wispy hair boy mascot of Mad Magazine, Trump again derided Buttigieg as Alfred E. Newman will never be president. So let's go ahead and jump out of the article and jump into some commentary, very quick commentary. I don't get a chance to be as political as I thought I was going to be when I opened up more of these topics because the stories are picked by you, of course, so we go down the lines you go to. We don't get as many political ones as we used to when we did some tweaks. But let me back up on this for a little bit and remind folks that President Donald Trump is the President of the United States and Fox News Network is supposed to be a news network covering the news of the United States and believe it or not all these people running for president even though there's way too many in my opinion on the Democratic side need to be covered so that you know who you're just going to run against them if you're going to properly inform your audience about the things they need to know you have to tell them more than just what Donald Trump is tweeting about because Donald Trump might be kind of important but just like we do this podcast and this conversation project so we're not talking about Donald Trump 24-7 Fox News can't talk about Donald Trump So while they were barred from the debates, and I would say that's maybe a good thing by the way they basically are bashing people, Fox is doing its best to do a good job of covering as many of the Democrats that want to go there, granted many don't want to go there, by giving them a free reign, free option to do these town halls, and they've been well received by most people. Unless you're Donald Trump. This next story is one of two we'll talk about this week that are WWE-related and really serious news related. The other one is in the rounding out the top 15. And we'll talk about that actually when we get to the housekeeping candidates. it gets a little extra complicated this week, but the quick headline for this one is Ric Flair surgery postponed due to complications. This was posted as the number 8 story on Sunday, May the eight, eight 19th, or it was posted on Sunday, May the 19th, turned into number 8 story this weekend. It gets a bumper response of 7.34% higher than a 9 story. Let me read some stuff from this story we have here from comicbook.com, oddly enough, and there's been some updates to it that we'll probably get to in, in a minute. Ric Flair was scheduled to undergo surgery today, but it seems that there have been postponed for the time being due to complications, according to Flair's wife, Randy Barlow. Barlow issued a statement to TMZ regarding the postponement of the procedure, though we aren't sure what the procedure was. Barlow said Rick's surgery has been postponed until Monday to address some complications that needed to be taken care of first. Thanks for all the well wishes. As to why the surgery is being postponed, TMZ was told that he had four heart surgeries over the past few months and so that might want to wait a bit longer to proceed with his nearest procedure. Initially, this was reported as a medical emergency with him rushed to the hospital. So, Ric Flair is um, beloved by pretty much everyone at this point. Back in the day, he was hated by a good chunk, but he is beloved as a great wrestler, a great mentor, a great entertainer for all that he has done and all he still continues to do. However, Ric Flair is known to have done some pretty horrible abuse to his body in the course of his years and wrestled well into the years, well past many other folks would have and should have, Mostly because of money problems. He's been bailed out many times, and he's been taken care of many times. But that does come with the cost, and it does come with sometimes, apparently, Ric Flair being a bit too Ric Flairish, just doing it on and taking too many bumps well beyond his years. We've had plenty of these uh, Ric Flair health scares in the last couple of years, maybe, say, the last couple of months. So this is not actually surprising. Uh, So we wish all the wishes we can give to Ric Flair that he gets better soon and can do some more ring stuff or do some more appearances, no more ring stuff, please, more appearances very, very soon. Let's move on to the story we have sitting at number seven this week. And that story is, um, well, this one is actually kind of serious, but it's one that makes you wonder why other folks hadn't done this yet. And... Will this become the debate that we jump onto again? Because this has been a debate that's been beaten around the bush many times in many different levels. But this is one that takes it to a new level where a state is jumping out of this one. And the headline is, May becomes first state to ban use of Native American mascots at public schools. Saturday, May 18th, the day it was posted, bumper response just slight, 0.18% the, from the 7 to the 8 Let's get into a few lines from The Hill, which offered us our copy for this story. A law signed by Maine Governor Janet Mills, Democrat, on Thursday, makes the state the first in the nation to ban the use of Native American mascots at public schools. Mills signed the bill while surrounded by local tribal communities who had pushed for the legislation according to CBS 13 WGME. While Indian mascots were often originally chosen to recognize and honor a school's unique connection to Native American communities in Maine, we have heard clearly and unequivocally from Maine's tribes that they are a source of pain and anguish. That is a quote from Mill that the Bill, bill she signed. More from Mills. A mascot is a symbol of pride, but it is not the source of pride. Our people, communities and understanding and respect for one another are main source of pride, and it is time for our symbols to reflect that. Rena Newell, a non voting representative of the Pamaguadodi tribe, so sorry about that, praised the new law as the quote start of a higher trust of promoting cultural diversity and awareness. Today and from now on, it is our collective responsibility to the next generations to promote each other as equals, as individuals, and most importantly, as neighbors, Newell said. So you can read deeper into the story by going to our website, which is thisisaconversation.com, clicking on the link for this week's podcast. All the links to all the stories we are there to read deeper into each and every story. But this is something that I believe is a good thing, but it was also a difficult thing. Sometimes the best things to do are the hardest to do. And so we've had this debate in many cases on college levels where a lot of colleges, a lot of colleges a few years ago had a big trend of going from their Native American mascots to something more... Something more PC uh, here in Arkansas. The Arkansas State Indians, who they've been known for a long time, went to the Arkansas State Red Wolves, which freaked a lot of people out. And some people are still wearing Indian gear because they love the Indians. And they went to a school where the Indian was a mascot. Same thing applies to many schools that happen in Louisiana. One near where I lived called once called NLU, now called ULM, University of, Ar- of Louisiana Monroe, went from being the NLU Indians, to the NLU war hawks or war eagles or war somethings, war birds of some sort. But they changed it because of the times and of the PC nature of life. But they actually have a connection to a tribe as well. And so with discussions with the tribe, they changed it out. This, of course, has been a big topic of discussion on the national level. One of the biggest teams that aren't changing is the NFL's Redskins, of course, which many people believe the Washington Redskins, or at least the Redskin logo, and the actual moniker name is an offense to Indians, although the team's been around for more than my lifetime. So these things happened in the past. Things changed. It's hard to change things up. Same general rules apply for baseball with the Braves and the Indians. That's Atlanta and Cleveland and various other teams that have monikers, including some college teams that have strong tribal connections, and they kept them. And some that didn't so this is one that we can use your opinion on because many people have very strong opinions on this one so check it out at the website this is theconversation.com click on the link to get more into the story and go ahead and reply on the link for that posting or the posting for that link i should say and you can also email us at inbox at gmail.com let's move to the next story in the countdown this one going to be in the six spot and it's one of two Taco Bell-related stories. I'm not sure why we have two Taco Bell-related stories, but you guys wanted Taco Bell this week, apparently, so they're both in here. The story that we're going to talk about first, the bit lower one, you'll be surprised how the other one ranked, is in the sixth spot, as we said. It is this headline, Taco Bell to open pop-up hotel in California. Friday, May 17th, the day this was posted, bump in response of 4.24% from the seven story. USA Today also is the source for this one. Let's get you some details from the story. Taco Bell wants you to escape to a tropical taco oasis this summer. The fast food company announced it was opening The Bell, a hotel and resort in Palm Springs, California, this summer, according to a press release Thursday, but details were scant for Taco Bell's latest marketing ploy. The Bell will open its doors for a limited time August the 9th with release, the release dates. The announcement appeared to catch... City officials off guard, with Assistant City Manager Marcus Fuller saying Thursday morning, at this point, we're as surprised as everyone else is, at least I am. He told the Desert Sun, which is part of the USA Today network, that the city reached out to Taco Bell's parent company, Yum Brands, for details, but were only told information would be disclosed at a June 21st news release. Fuller said he was unaware of any permit applications that may have been filed as part of a pop-up it's unclear where the hotel will be and whether it's a takeover of an existing property, which seems likely, given no city permits, will be filed. We will see how this one rolls out. If you're looking for the Taco Bell's pop-up, the bell, June 21st is the day to reach out for that one. So that's about a month away from now. We'll see what's going to happen. And, of course, it will be open for a short time in August. We will see how the bell ranks up in its listing of its its Marketing employees, and just in general, and who knows? Maybe it'll be an actually good hotel, with a decent restaurant. Even though the restaurant, I'm sure, will be just a Taco Bell. Moving on to the next story, this one in the five spot for this week. The source is also USA Today. So a lot of people jumping on the things when we pull from USA Today. Although, as we said, we pull from various different news sources. Just basically more or less at random as we're looking up stories, so it doesn't really matter where it comes from unless we're looking for something that's specifically off the beaten path or something that's specifically uh, uh, um, international that we may not get uh, direct access to here in the States. This one is the headline for number five. Maximum security owner wants $2 billion rematch. Friday, May the 17th is when we also posted this one, a bump in response from the sixth story of 1.06. So not very much, but enough. 1% jump in that one. Few lines from USA Today's article on this, and we'll see if this comes about. Maxim Security owner Gary West is throwing down the gauntlet and says he will put $20 million of his own money up to challenge the four other Kentucky Derby horses, including controversial winner Country House, to another race before the end of 2019. In the aftermath of his horse's disqualification from the Derby early this month. West is challenging country horse, War of Will, Long Range Toddy, and Express. West's statement said he would pay it up if any of those horses offered $5 million each from the $20 million pot, finished ahead of maximum security in the race before January 1st, 2020. Owners who take West up on his unique challenge would be asked to wager $5 million to own money to pay if maximum security finishes ahead of the horse. No restrictions on the race, from location to distance to track surface, were set in West's statement. He isn't asking the four horses to finish first in the race either. West's offer is based on head-to-head results against maximum security. challenge also does require the five horses to run in the same race. Four challenges could come from four separate races, he said. So, there you go. I don't know if this is sour grapes. I don't know if this is also great marketing, but the owner of the horse, the first horse ever disqualified from contention in the Kentucky Derby is saying that his horse is still better than all the horses out there and wants to challenge the top four that finished. We'll see how this one comes out as well, because so far there's no updates of this one. As you can see, nobody's pulled the trigger on this one originally written in the louisville courier journal because that's they're about horses in louisville obviously uh this of course they're a paper owned by the gannett family in usa today so they got the full schedule in this one but this is not the only place this one covered as well if you have a comment on this one if you're a big horse guy we have a lot of people who are big horse people here in arkansas go to the website and comment on this one look for this week's posting for the podcast this week and just give us your your thoughts about it there from this is the conversation.com of course all stories posted at that website this is one that picked up very quickly and this is kind of a pun intended because this is what happened uh with the storms that happened a few days ago this is friday as we tape this. this is thursday when we posted this from the storms storm system that was wednesday although oddly enough this is a storm system that's lasted for Almost seven days, and will be a few more days. Just in general, of, of, of storms, not exactly over the one area, but all over the place. The headline for this story is in the four spot this week. Violent tornado takes aim at Jefferson City shortly after three killed in Southwest Missouri. Posted from NBC News's website, Thursday, May 23rd. As I said, is when we posted it, and this gets a bump of response from the five story of 2.45 percent. A few lines from the story that we have from NBC News. A deadly storm system swept across Missouri on Wednesday, killing at least three people in the southwestern part of the state and causing extensive damage and injuring multiple people in the capital city. The capital, Jefferson City, took a direct hit from a tornado shortly before midnight, marking the seventh straight day of tornadoes around the United States. At least 20 people were injured in Cole County, where the city of 43,000 lies, and there are also reports of people trapped after the twister hit, authorities said in a news conference early Thursday. At this time, we are still trying to determine exactly how much damage we have, Jefferson City Police Lieutenant David Williams said. We are still working very hard to identify any injured people and in any places that need to be put in additional personnel. Governor Mark Parson, Mike Parson, said of the deaths in the southwestern part of the state near Joplin, we are very thankful we didn't have any more fatalities than we did, but three is too many. So this is something that's really, we're in the midst of tornado season, which is weird because we're switching into summer. And then, of course, hurricane season pops up in a bit. So this is storm season for us here here in Arkansas, the Midwest-ish type stuff, more or less south. Southern part of the Midwest. And this is something that we see very, very seriously and see very often, but not as often as seven days of tornadic weather, essentially in the state of Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, those places right there. It's been an amazingly crazy time for weather right now, I and mean, we're not going to get into climate change at the moment, but it's been an crazy, amazingly crazy time for weather in general. Uh, we are here at the unofficial start to summer uh, coming up uh, this weekend, and of course, Few days ago, it was nice and it was fairly calm and easy to live with. And two days out, it's like hell opened up a a franchise here in the middle of the state of Arkansas for here at least. So, weather is always a weird thing, especially as things like this happen. We'll definitely keep an eye on this because this storm system, as it is Friday, as I taped this, is still alive. In fact, it's pushing towards the northeast. So, people. In the, in the areas of New York and Maine and those places may deal with tornadic-like weather in the next couple of days. And there's another storm system that's apparently brewing that will push this one a few more days. There are a lot of things going on as people talk about prison reform and reform for prisoners, both in prison and people who have finished their time. But this is one that goes beyond the pale of just kind of ridiculous. And hopefully someone will eventually do something about things like this. Although I'm sure in many places... Like this, things like this are the norm and will continue to be the norm. This story out of Ocala, Florida, is the story in our number three spot this week. Jail deputy accused of taking inmates' limited edition shoes. Saturday made eighteenth for this one, bump in response of one point five four percent from the four story. Let me just read you this. This is from the AP report, literally from the AP news, so it's pretty pretty straightforward. Let me get that to you. It's very short. So here it is. A detention deputy is accused of stealing an inmate's two hundred and fifty dollar Nike sneakers. The Ocala Show banner reports Marion County Sheriff's Deputy Nicholas Frank Ruddell Rudders three names, was booked into his own facility on Wednesday. When Sheriff's Lieutenant Chris Forsick interviewed Rudders, the jail guard said he had the shoes, which were described as Nike Air Max ninety seven limited editions. Rudders gave Vorsick the shoes, which were photographed and returned to the inmate. Whose name was not released. An affidavit said Rudditz told an investigator that someone had told him he could take the shoes. The inmates filed requests to get the shoes back. Surveillance video shows Rudders taking them. He's accused of petty theft. He was released on bond and jail records don't list a lawyer for him. Rudders was suspended without pay. So even crime to the criminals does not pay, at least for this guy. At least we'll see how much we know the basic parts. We'll find out more in the actual follow-through of the follow-through. Moving on to the number two story is a, another story that is um, interesting because it shows the pop culture reach of all of us, all of y'all, what you guys are talking about. And it's ironically a story that I have been famously known for complaining about having to hear about because I've yet to see more than two minutes of actual action in it because of all I've seen is maybe some... Some clips here or there. I've never seen a full episode of this thing and have no desire to. And now that it's over, I probably won't, but I'm sure somebody will stick it in my face. The headline is, Twitter reacts to the disappointing season 8 finale of Game of Thrones. We pulled this from the source being CNET.com, and we put it online on Monday, May 20th, the day after the episode aired live, if you will, on HBO. So... I won't even go to the story. I'll just give you the the really quick details on what this is all about. Many people have been very, very upset with Game of Thrones, basically past season six because that's where the actual books ran out of actual material. So they're basically making things up, not quite out of thin air as they go along, with some help from notes from George R.R. Martin, who is still writing more books, apparently, but not fast enough for them to use them as script ideas. So they're doing it on their own creativity, which means they're not doing it with the real source materials, and they're not doing it very well, apparently. And there have been some other mistakes. We've talked about the various... The, the, uh, contraband if you will the uh the foreign objects the starbucks cups and water bottles found inside of the filming because people forgot to take these things out weren't paying attention they're in a rush i guess but the the ending the finale and spoiler alert i don't have any spoiler alerts because i didn't watch it and i don't particularly care what happened but you guys care and you guys went nuts over it and you guys went nuts to put it into the top 10 in fact the number two spot a two 0.02% jump bump in response from the number three story if I didn't say that already uh, but a lot of people cared about this because a lot of people watched it a little bit of a side note on this one about 19 million people watched it live per our counting right now and that is nowhere near a comparison to what someone had and Alice had on television about the Seinfeld finale which had about 78 million people watching it live in fact, if you remember, remembering Seinfeld went off, various channels did other types of things that tie into it. TV Land, for example, uh, had, a, a, had a, a, a camera view of a bunch of people in the back of their heads watching the Seinfeld finale because they thought it was kind of cool. So, Game of Thrones, many people care about it. Many, many more people actually don't, and we're tired of hearing about your, your crap, to be honest. And so let's get to the number one story this week, which has um, some extra accolades. We had some massive Twitter love this week, so a lot of love pushing in Twitter. So this story right here at the tops was a top Twitter story. It would have been that way, probably top story anyway. It's also top Facebook story, so it's there as well. The headline for this story, or the story itself essentially, gets a bumper response from the number two story of 19.14%. It also gets a bump response from the number 10 story, the story that was Chance Rapper paying for your groceries if you dance about his groceries, a 45.86%. And a bump response from the number... 194 story which is the almost relevant story this week we'll tell you what it is in the next segment of 5453 percent, not quite as high as we've had in the past couple of weeks but it's just what it is we had a few less stories so a few less spaces to bump in response if you will uh this is one that um this this we've already teased one taco bell story so this is the second taco bell story of the week and this is the one that of course got a lot of people's dander up and when you get your dander up on things like this, it had a lot of responses. Most of them fairly negative, as they probably should have been. The headline in the number one spot this week is this Taco Bell employees film smoking inside empty restaurant as multiple cars wait at drive through. If you've ever been in that situation, well, apparently this is why you are, because they're inside taking a smoke break, a very long one, apparently. Saturday, May the 18th, is when this was posted. A few lines from the source we pulled this from, Yahoo's News site, posted in their lifestyle section for the show, or the website, I should say. Footage of two Taco Bell employees sitting and smoking inside an empty restaurant as a long line of customers wait in their cars in the drive-thru has social media users saying, that explains a lot. The video was filmed outside of a Taco Bell in West Asheville, North Carolina, according to News 12 WLOS, on Saturday. And yes, for the record, smoking is prohibited at all North Carolina restaurants after the state smoke-free restaurant and bar's law was put into effect in 2010. Quote, just casually smoking a cigarette while inside a Taco Bell, you know, the person filming the in- incident can be heard, saying, they panned through the restaurant while appearing to, be, appearing to have empty, except for the two employees, and added, quote, Check out the line. You know, nothing is see here, though. Just casually smoking. Sorry for butchering that. While the customers may have been more than annoyed with the wait time of their now smoky eccentric chablupa, social media users were quick with jokes. Quote, Those two cigarettes were the healthiest thing in that place, one possible health nut observed. Another added, Can they have a smoke break in peace? (laughs) Taco Bell released the following statement according to the incident. Quote, we are disappointed to see that this happening. This is a franchise location and the team members involved no longer work at the franchise. So go to the link and you can see more details and actually see a link to the actual video if you want to go deeper into this. Although it's pretty self-explanatory if you've ever, you know, been to Taco Bell and suspected anything like this. It's something that seems to answer a lot of questions so if you had any questions on what stories were top 10 this week those questions were just now answered and you're welcome because this is stories that you presented i had very little to do other than popping them out there over the past seven and a half eight days you picked them out you responded to them you gave your feedback and you made them what they are So if you want less stories about Taco Bell employees just being normal Taco Bell employees, you have the power to do that. Or if you didn't do before, you do now. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, we are This is the Conversation. Make sure we are set to be a default setting in your feed so you can see us come through your feed. And when the stories come down every 50 minutes or so on those feeds... Like them, love them, hate them, share them, engage with the ones that you like, engage in the ones that you hate, engage in the ones that just get your attention, that you think should get some love. And we give them all the love we can in the first segment of this show. Coming up next, we give love to a story that probably doesn't necessarily deserve it, but it's it's there and we think it's cool. We call it the almost relevant story of the week is the very last story in the countdown, and we'll talk about it in just a few minutes, number 194 this week of the distinct different program shows or links we put out this week. And this is one that does hit very close to home because it's happened pretty close close to where I lived, actually. Also, we'll do some housekeeping, and the oddity about the housekeeping this week is we're going to housekeep on something that hasn't been reported yet in the countdown. We're going to talk about why a story coming up in the rounding out part came up in the rounding out part. We'll explain that in a bit here on the wrap up show with Jay Cleveland Payne. This is for the week ending May the 25th, 2019. Cloud9Living. I say so much about Cloud9Living. You'd think I'd get tired of talking about Cloud9Living, but I don't. I can't. Cloud9Living has been very, very good to me personally, very, very good to y'all by taking care of this website, and very, very good to y'all by taking care of you guys personally. So there's a lot of taking care of by Cloud9Living. What they do for me, well, we get a little piece of the action every time you guys buy an excursion or just a gift certificate from Cloud9 Living. And that's how we keep this thing going. And since they've been one of our more popular and more prolific sponsors, they get this spot that we showcase to them very often. And for you, they give you excursions, they give you adventures, they give you the experience that you've never thought you could ever have before in a way that you never thought you could have before. They offer more experiences than pretty much any other company in their class, and they do it with a great guarantee. You pay for it. You schedule it. You put it in the books, and it's yours. The price value of a gift certificate never goes away. If you decide you want to go from one excursion to another, you can do it without any issue whatsoever. They'll exchange it without any hassle. And the big thing is they've got plenty of things for you to do over 22000 different unforgettable experiences in their package so check them out today and see if they have some great excursion or some not so great excursion maybe it's something a little more down to earth but they've covered them all at cloud nine living and you can get a great discount an extra discount by going via our websites that's how we take care of y'all so they can take care of us this is the conversation.com slash cloud nine numeral nine of course this is the conversation.com slash cloud nine Get a great deal and, of course, go on a great excursion. They'll take great care of you. We know they will. Cloud Nine Living. Let's go ahead and get into the housekeeping pretty quickly. And there's not much housekeeping going on with what we presented. It's what we're about to present that made things a little quirky we did have one super story this week it just didn't push anything into the top 10 but it pushed one story into the top 15 we'll give you the explanation on why it is we'll actually give you the headline now go deeper into the actual story once we get there but the headline is for the story we have in the number 15 spot so we won't get to it till the very end of the show the headline we will talk about is ashley massaro wwe wrestler committed suicide friend says That combined with former WWE Superstar Ashley Massaro dead at 39. Both of those stories we posted on Friday, May the 17th. It happened on Thursday night. We posted Friday morning and then the update came through later on the day on friday that's together we have two stories. one was in the thirty four spot one was in the forty four spot and combined they pushed up into the top fifteen and that 's as far as they got. They were pretty hot and heavy pretty quickly when we saw them coming up, and we knew that they would make a difference and we 're not sure how much difference it made, apparently not enough difference to really make a real impact. They were close. They're in the range, but not quite in the spot to be in the top 10 this week. So we'll go more in detail about the story in just a bit. Right now, we're going to get into the actual point of this the segment, which is the almost relevant story this week, story number one ninety four, and that headline is Arkansas billboard asks who lynched World War One veteran. CNN is the source for this one. As we said, it's story one ninety four this week, posted uh, very late into the session, Thursday, March twenty third, so somewhere later in the evening I posted, so it didn't get a lot of traction coming up to today, as we cut the cutoff was this morning, but everything that came up after it apparently was enough to push it all the way down to the bottom. A few lines from the story, because it's a very interesting story in itself. A billboard can be seen from an Arkansas interstate is aimed at solving a cold case from 1954. Who lynched Isidore Banks, the billboard said. Isidore Banks was an African American World War I veteran who was chained to a tree, doused in gasoline, and burned beyond recognition in June of 1954. The slay remains one of the nation's oldest unsolved civil rights cases. Below the question is a phone number on the billboard. When you call the number, you're greeted with a message with a brief explanation on who Banks was. It turns out the billboard was put up by a group of journalists who are hoping to learn more information about the 64-year-old crime. You can go deeper into this. In fact, I hope you go to our website, thisisaconversation.com, and click on the link for this story. The link is for the podcast, but they have links for all these stories. This happened in the Arkansas town of Marion, a very small, littleish town. But um, there was plenty going on back then in things like this, and this is what's going on. Some journalists want to really get the details on the cold case, trying to figure out how to get the information. So they put up a billboard, they're looking for anyone who may know about this one. And as it says in the story, it's a 65 year old crime. So anyone who would still be alive to know about this, it'd be probably a real shocker at this point. But you never, ever know. Maybe someone has some knowledge some secondhand knowledge some family knowledge whatever if you know anything about this check out the link to the website and see if you can answer this question if you're an arkansas native i have plenty of my friends here in the state who see this let me know let us know let everyone know what to think about this and we can go deeper into this story offline in the meantime going back offline for a second and coming back to do our shout outs and to round out the top 15 and give you the full story on Ashley Masaro and what happened this week with her that's coming up on the wrap up show with me Jay Cleveland Payne for the week ending May 25th 2019 As I get closer to the official launch of morebettermedia.com, the brand new, oldish website that's going to be nice, brand, spanking, shiny with all the culmination of all my podcast efforts plus some efforts from other people to promote them, I am pushing more things so you can get used to them. More podcasts that are essentially out there already. And this one is still fairly new. I like to think it's fairly new. Only about 20 episodes in for Jay Cleveland Payne's Podcast Pep Talks. We changed the name to make it better SEO friendly and easier to find in iTunes. When you find Podcast Pep Talks, you'll find a 60 second weekly podcast, a quick audio to give you some little tip to help you stay podcasting, to stay positive. For many of the questions, and there are many questions I'm finding as I'm going through and writing these, creating these there's so many diverse questions that some seem very simple some seem like the same question over and over again but they're different questions to ask there's so many things that people get confused by that I'm offering you a very quick pep talk every single week within 60 seconds to tell you what you can do to keep going so check it out right now at J. Cleveland Payne's podcast pep talk see it at net slash podcast pep talk or just search for it and it's pretty much everywhere you need to find it it's on itunes it's on apple podcasts it's on stitchers on Spreakers, on all the basic places you find your podcast look for j cleveland Payne's podcast pep talk because there's a lot of pep talks and a lot of podcasts mixed together so i threw my name in there j cleveland Payne's podcast pep talk We've come to the time for the third segment of the show, and we always start the third segment off showing love to you guys who showed us extra love. It is time for shout-outs going off first from the Facebook page. Shout-outs to Ruth Ann Miller, also Christina Beavers, Brant Collins, Kwame Abdul-Bey, David Draper, and also some love going out to Rebecca Davis and Derek Jones as well. This thing turns into a usual suspects thing, so we need more folks on the listing. Even though we had a large Twitter uh, showing this week we need some more followers on both twitter and facebook so have them follow us tell them about us th underscore conversation on twitter and this is a conversation on facebook so quickly let's get on to the twitter love and the twitter folks who showed us sexual love include dana or dana danies also the rewatchers social blade and the gospel friends those are all podcasters who joined in following our podcast and our podcast twitter page thank you so much brand finance was there as well also celia music bot sean mccabe and number six jumping again thank you so much for all the love showed there so let's round out the top 15 going to the stories from 11 to 15 didn't quite make it into the top 10 and with what they are and maybe why not as deep an analysis as we did with the top 10 stories but we will go to as deep as we need to to get the explanation that we need to give also no deep uh details such as bump and response and there just where it is because at this point it didn't make it into the top 10 so it's not not worth the time to rank it in those th- in those standpoints reuters is the source for the number 11 story this week for the headline at least it reads exxon evacuates foreign staff from iraqi oil field reading deeper into it really quickly basra iraq exxon Mobil has evacuated all of its foreign staff around 60 people from Iraq's West Qumra 1 oil field and is flying them out to Dubai, a senior Iraqi official and three other sources told Reuters on Saturday. The evacuations came just days after the United States withdrew non-essential staff from its embassy in Baghdad, citing a threat from neighboring Iran, which has close ties to Iraq Shiite militia. Sorry about that. Production at the oil field was not affected by the evacuation and work is continuing normally. Overseen by the Iraqi engineers and the chief of Iraqi state-owned South Oil Company, which also owns the oil field, Ishan Abdul-Jabbar. He added that production remains at 440,000 barrels per day. There are more into the story If you want to link, kick the link and go into that, but this was a backlash that came in from the United States pulling out all of its troops, all of its people, essential personnel, when we thought last week we were going to war with Iran. Because every week we're going to a war with somebody, apparently. We posted this story, just so you get your context, on Saturday, May the 18th. Uh, Posted on Sunday, May the 19th is the next story in the 12th spot. The headline for that is Trayvon Martin's mother, Sabrina Fulton, running for office in Florida. We'll give you some details from this story because it shows kind of a growth. Of the movements that came from the issues that needed movements, it shows the maturity of what happens when these tragedies occur, and when people actually come to have their come to Jesus moment, for lack of a better word, and beso- decide to take things on in a higher level. Uh, Trayvon Martin's mother, I'll, let's just read from the story. The mother of Trayvon Martin, the black teenager killed in a controversial shooting in 2012, has announced she is running for office in Florida after becoming an anti-gun violence activist in the years since her son's death. Sabrina Fulton announced in a statement on Saturday that she will run for a seat on the Miami-Dade County Commission. The seat is open in 2020 after term limits will oust current commissioner Barbara Jordan, putting Fulton against Miami Gardens Mayor Oliver Gilbert in election, according to the Miami Herald. Since being thrust into the national spotlight after 17 year old Trayvon Martin was shot and killed by George Zimmerman in 2012, Fulton has co written a book, helped create a nonprofit organization in her son's memory, and appeared on national television. Zimmerman was acquitted in that case, of course. And it's hard to believe it's been that long ago. It's 2012 uh, is. It seems like it was forever ago, but it's only been seven years, and yes, seven years since this happened, and the rashes of other young young black men essentially being shot, this turned into a real academic epidemic where it seems like black men were being killed by random people, and then it turned into black men being killed by police officers all the time. This is an issue that is very important and it's very cool to see someone stepping up and stepping into it. Whether you agree with her or not, whether you agree with the decision or not, you have to give people props for being brave enough to do things like this. If you're in this area and this is something that means something to you, respond to us so we know what's going on and let us know a bit of the deeper details of this story. The headline from the USA Today article on the 13 story this week is, Magic Johnson speaks out about tenure with Los Angeles Lakers Says he felt betrayed by GM Rob Podlinka. This story was posted by us on Monday, May the 20th. So this course had some time to simmer anyway, since Magic was fired or he left months ago, and the playoffs going on. So it's a kind of a big deal without LeBron being in the playoffs and the Lakers as a side note being there as well i'm going to let you get into the story yourself so click on the link for this week's podcast for thisisconversation.com and click the link to get deeper into the story magic johnson has a kind of a complicated history with the lakers being their star uh point guard slash center point guard officially but he's he's played all five positions and then of course he got aids and then that turned into something weird and he retired unretired retired and then of course he did his entertainment career and that was all what it was then he came back to sort of coach and all sort of things and then in the gm position there he did what he did and so as being one of the most storied and most celebrated lakers he's great but he wasn't apparently as good as his job as we believe. Or maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's the story we're being sold. You can check out the link for the story online and see exactly what it is you believe from reading from Magic's point of view on that one. It's best when you read it yourself and take it in from however you want to see this. This is one I don't want to taint with my own kind of sidebar because this is something that I have fairly strong feelings about. So I'll let you take this one and take it as best as you can. Move on to the story in the number 14 spot. This is the headline. It's very long. Bear with us. American Airlines passengers can now give up their seats, book a new flight, and get paid for it in the app. Travel and Leisure magazine posted it on their website, of course, called TravelandLeisure.com, and you can go there and click that link and read that one as well because it's basically a press release for American Airlines. And because Travel and Leisure wants people to check out things about travel and leisure, it makes sense to be in their notifications it popped up in one of the sources that i was looking through and we put it in there to see what happened and it went fairly well the number 14 spot uh, all by itself it's a pretty good showing for the week for something that's essentially just a press release that's a double-sided or a, a du- secondhand press release so if you want more details on what that can do for you just go get the app no we get no money off that advertisement off that endorsement or check out the link to see the full story and get deeper details into how that's going to go and finally, the number fifteen story this week. As we said, the only super story, but it turned into a super story because we added the two pieces together. Uh, the stories would have been story number thirty-four or thirty, yeah, thirty-four and forty-four on their own, but they, that's, which tells you basically how large the following we had in the stories this week to kind of talk about. We put the two together, and they became story number fifteen. The main headline is Ashley Massaro. WWE wrestler committed suicide, friend says. The supplement one is former WWE superstar Ashley Massaro died at 39. We are pulling this from SI.com. That's where we're getting it. They're doing a lot of coverage on wrestling, pro wrestling as a real sport, more or less. So that's where a lot of these things are coming from. And we got some more confirmation, some more info on this later on. So I will interject this into this one a little bit. Once we get into the story a bit, we posted it, of course, both of them on Friday, May the 17th, her death happening Thursday, it got posted into the listing early Friday. And then the update we have here uh, Friday evening, and then more updates appeared as the days went on with more deeper details, confirming that it was a suicide. Let's first start with what we have that we originally pulled down from the website from SI.com on the original posting. Former WWE wrestler Ashley Massaro died suddenly at age 39. WWE announced she had been found at her home on Long Island Thursday morning and officials were treating her death as non-criminal, TMZ reported. News site The Blast reported that Massaro was discovered at her home in Smithtown, New York, after failing to show up for work for a local radio station. A 911 call was placed at 5.23 a.m. and EMTs performed CPR on the way to the hospital, where she was pronounced dead. The blast report also included statements that Masaro's friend, Shelly Martinez, saying the death was suspected suicide. The statement was from a Facebook profile that did not belong to Martinez, she said on her verified Twitter account. The cause of the death is unclear at this time. Massaro has been part of a class action lawsuit against WWE, accusing the company of failing to protect its performers. She said in a 2017 affidavit that she had suffered multiple concussions during her brief time with the company, as well as serious head and neck injuries, head, neck, and back injuries. Massaro also claimed in 2016 court filing that she was sexually assaulted while on a WWE trip to Kuwait. You can go deeper and deeper into the story by clicking the link as well you can see how her origin story from the WWE and some of the things that happened in her tenure there and some deeper thoughts on this story now the big thing is uh, the fact that the cause of death has been has been more or less confirmed via suicide, that is true at this point, and that happened in later parts of the story as later details uh, came out and while way too many of these episodes talk about having to bring up this the service it's something that's very important we, when we have a story like this we always bring up the Suicide Prevention Hotline the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 that's 1-800-273-TALK and it's available 24 hours a day if you don't want to get to a phone you just want to go through online and get resources and talk to someone that way the same group has an online presence at suicidepreventionlifeline.org and there are other organizations on a national scale and a local scale, as local as your hometown, to help you deal with these situations. If you have a situation where you feel like hope is lost and you can't figure out what to do next, the number one thing to do is find someone to talk to. And a Suicide Prevention Hotline is there, Lifeline is there for you to do that. So if you need someone to call, call them. If you can't find someone else, Call me. We'll have a talk for a little bit. We'll figure it out because suicide is not the answer you're looking for. It's a very permanent solution to a temporary situation that can be talked out of. We can figure anything out. And so get with someone to help you figure out what we can do to help you in the situation. With that, we're going to end this week on a fairly somber note. But we're going to end because we're out of stuff to talk about the stories are done one through 15 and all the way to 194 we've did it again talk about the stories that you decided yes you decided were important enough to chat about not whatever Conrad popped up not whatever i used to do as a news director you told me exactly what stories i need to talk about and i told you what they were i gave them to you straight just like that to make sure you are in the game and doing more to make sure the right stories per you are in there Follow us on Facebook at this is the conversation. Follow us on Instagram as well at this is the conversation. On Twitter, we are TH__Conversation, conversation. And our main website is thisistheconversation.com. If you follow us on the Twitter or the Facebook, as the stories come down every 50 minutes or so, like them, love them, hate them, share them, engage with the stories online, and that is how this tally goes up for the scores for these stories just like that you can also do something really great for me by sharing the podcast with other people because you get more people into the situation both on the social media side and for the podcast so find anybody you know and tell them about the great thing you're into and show them how to subscribe to the podcast And make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because you don't want to be a hypocrite. Make sure you're getting this every single week so you don't miss out on all the greatness we have every single week with The Conversation Project and The Wrap-Up Show here every single week once again thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for being a part of what's going on we thank very much all our great sponsors check out their sponsors link at the website but special emphasis this week on cloud nine living and of course emphasis on the podcast we showcase which is again one of mine jay Cleveland Payne's podcast pep talk we'll be back next week with more stories going from one to wherever that you will tell us what to talk about you're already telling us right now we're seeing a great batch of stories that may make it all the way eight days to the end but you have to push them to make them there so like love share hate respond to the stories in your feed and we'll tell you next week what stories are the tops from 10 to 1 the stories that you cared about the most conversational stories of the week from the wrap-up show with jay cleveland payne thank you so much we'll see you next week from thisisconversation.com